Hello, hello, Jen Amos here, a Gold Star daughter, military families advocate, and your host of the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. This show is intended to be educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com or check out our growing list of resources at our website, thespousebenefitplan.com. Now, let's get into the show. All right, hey everyone, welcome back. Jen Amos here. This is a continuation of the last episode where we unpack the question, if death is the only outcome for the survivor benefit plan, well, let's see what the probability of this outcome will be once and for all. And some quick announcements here because I might as well. If for whatever reason, this is the first episode you're listening to, well, I highly recommend you listen to the show in chronological order each episode builds upon the last. And so I highly, highly recommend that you listen to it from the very beginning, because that way you'll know what I'm referencing when I talk about calculators such as the survivor benefit plan probability calculator or the survivor benefit plan subsidy calculator and all the other resources I have brought on in the past. Like I said, this show is meant to be listened to in chronological order as much as possible for it to make sense. In the last episode, which wasn't published too long ago, I had mentioned a couple of reasons as to why the show hasn't been active for a while. And I think they're all good reasons, all great excuses, starting with our sponsor, U.S. Vet Wealth. So our company, U.S. Vet Wealth, is now creating an online hub for our clients, our prospective clients, and anyone who really wants to seek out alternative career and financial strategy resources. And nowadays, I like to prematurely talk about the projects we're working on because it's ongoing and it's always fun to bring people along the journey and, you know, watch us continue to serve our military community. If you visit usvetwealth.com, that's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com, we have a free insiders portal in which anyone can join. Like I said, especially if you are a military retiree interested in studying alternative resources for career progression and financial solutions. Like I said, it's absolutely free. There's one department that I do want to mention and within the department in our portal. So essentially there's the big overarching portal, you know, think about going to an outlet, like you're going to a mall like an outlet. (laughs) And it's like this huge outlet. So think of the insider's portal as this shopping outlet. And when you go inside, there's little departments like other vendors. And one of the departments or vendors in our outlet, in our US Vet Wealth Insider's Portal outlet is called the Military Retirement Blueprint. So the reason why I'm sharing this here is because as I often mention, I am not an expert. I may come off as one. And if you think I do, awesome. (laughs) I really have to give credit to my team and everyone who has helped me make this show possible. In addition, of course, I have to give a shout out to my award-winning podcast show, Hold Down the Fort, and everyone who's ever been a guest on there because just taking all that time to really understand the community and build the bridge between our seasoned spouses, understanding long-term financial planning, and doing that now with this show, The Spouse Benefit Plan, it's really a credit to all of you that I'm able to 
talk about this to you in the way that I can, and hopefully it's a lot easier and digestible and relatable. Considering how, and a military spouse had mentioned this to me recently, that a lot of the post-military resources out there are very generic. And here, I hope that this doesn't feel generic. This feels relevant. This, I hope that our content makes you feel heard and seen and valued and help you confidently understand the unique situation you are in as a military retiree, as a seasoned spouse, as a career military family. So what we're starting to do is when we do have prospective clients or clients or anyone just interested in learning more about U.S. Vet Wealth, we are referring them to this department, the Military Retirement Blueprint, in which you can get access to if you visit usvetwealth.com and join our U.S. Vet Wealth Insiders portal. Let me go ahead and read to you what you can find in this portal. And I'm talking about this very extensively right now because this is partly why I've been really busy, <laughs> is really building out this new platform for our community. All right. So the Military Retirement Blueprint is all about designing privatized military retiree wealth strategies to increase return on investment, which I did mention this term last episode, increase return of investment of time, talent, and treasure. Now, what does that mean? Because we are constantly trying to work on our messaging to help our military retirees understand how we are helping you. And part of why I like to prematurely share this once again is because if you think there's a better way to say it, we want to hear it. This is a collective effort to you know, provide this kind of unique information and education to our military retirees. Anyway, the Military Retirement Blueprint is an opportunity for our company, U.S. Vet Wealth, to process, analyze, design, and qualify, or and help you qualify for alternative career and financial strategies. Our online portal has curated courses, webinars, and education made for military retirees you'll get a well-rounded approach to your military retirement by studying the best options for you and your family in the government and the private sectors. That's what makes our company unique is we address both. And we believe that you deserve both because you are transitioning into the private sector. Therefore, we believe that's important that you know what is available for you and your family. A couple of things that we mention in the military retirement blueprint department here at the U.S. Vet Wealth Insider Portal is as follows. We talk about the survivor benefit plan decision. We answer the question, what do I do with my thrift savings plan? We also talk about the difference between traditional financial advisors versus robo-advising, answering the question, so how do I privatize my pension? Because that is a slogan that U.S. Vet Wealth is using more and more frequently as we refine our message and much more. We also have a growing list of additional topics in which we'll cover in this blueprint, which involve health and medical, life insurance, qualification and underwriting process, SGLI and VGLI, VA disability, and much more. Ultimately, we want you to walk away or continue to stay in this community as a way for you to make well-informed decisions about your military retirement, all available for you today here at the U.S. Vet Wealth Insiders Portal. You can get access to this blueprint by joining the portal, as I mentioned, and you can learn all about it at usvetwealth.com. All right. The second excuse as to why it's been a while since I've updated this podcast is because I have been invited as the only, the only non-Disney employee to moderate one of the panels at the Veterans Institute Summit by Disney Institute on August 19th to 20th. This is a huge, huge honor. The fact that someone at Disney found my show holding down the forts by US Vet Wealth and thought that I would be a great moderator for their new panel, Military Spouse Employment, because most of what they talk about at the Veterans Institute Summit is, well, about veterans. And 
a little bit about the Veterans Institute Summit is it's a complimentary event created to inspire business professionals and organizations utilizing actionable items from the Walt Disney Company's Heroes Work Here initiative. It's created to hire, train, and support military veterans and military spouses. Heroes Work Here, the initiative, has resulted in more than 10,000 veterans joining the Walt Disney Company since its launch in 2012. The summit is intended to help companies and organizations learn how to build or improve effective veteran hiring initiatives of their own. This summit will include advice and insights from veteran service organizations, firsthand perspectives shared by veterans about their transition to the civilian workforce, and best practices for organizations that have created their own successful programs delivered through keynote presentations, panel discussions, and Disney Institute content. You're probably wondering who can attend. Well, the Veterans Institute Summit is intended for organizations seeking corporate best practices to recruit, hire, support, and retain veterans and military spouses. If you, however, are an individual, a veteran or military spouse seeking career development and personal support contact, check back at a later date for more information about complimentary on-demand content, which will be available following the Veterans Institute Summit. So that being said, if this is something that is of interest to you, just be on the lookout on a later day. I'll probably share it in a future announcement on how you can get access to this. There is a way to attend online. So if you do want to register, I will provide the link in the show notes. Would be great to see you there online. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, I am very fortunate to be handpicked amongst other incredible military spouses to moderate the panel, Military Spouse Employment. This is a very vague description because the team allowed myself and the panelists to really create this panel to be what we believe it should be for our military spouses and educating companies on how to hire them. But the sort of generic description for this panel is, studies show service member spouses tend to experience unemployment and underemployment at a significantly higher rate than their peers. Begin to think differently about the appearance of resume experience gaps, frequent job changes, and other relevant topics. I've been talking extensively with the team at Disney as well as my panelists, and I'm just incredibly excited and humbled to be chosen to moderate this panel at Disney Institute's Veterans Institute Summit. So if you want to learn more about it, as I mentioned, I will provide this in the show notes. My last, last and final excuse, and this is not really excuse, it's more like something to celebrate. Holding on the Fort podcast, which is already an award-winning show, is now a finalist for the 13th annual Plutus Awards presented by Capital Group for the best military personal finance content. And I am extremely humbled by this for our podcast show that's already award-winning to be recognized once again. This is our fourth award nomination after our first initial award. So thank you all. You know, thank you. I, I know this is not Holding Down the Fort podcast, but the Spouse Benefit Plan was birthed from Holding Down the Fort podcast and all the work we have done there. And it's just great to know that the show continues to do good and continues to be recognized for what we're doing there. I'm kind of speechless, even though I've been talking for about 10 minutes already. I still am speechless about, about how much recognition our show has been receiving. All right. All that being said, let me go ahead and continue off where we left. In the last episode, we started getting into the survivor benefit plan probability calculator, essentially trying to understand what is the probability that a spouse is going to outlive the retiree to receive the survivor benefit plan and how long are they going to be paid out? Like how long is the survivor benefit plan going to pay them out? How much, et cetera, et cetera. And I highly, highly encourage you to re-listen to that episode. There was a lot of numbers that I threw around, a lot of dollar signs, a lot of percentages. 
And so I do hope that you slow down to speed up in a sense by really, really listening to it and understanding what these percentages mean and interpreting it most of all for you and your family. Like, are you okay with the probability that your spouse may, first and foremost, it would take them at least three and a half years to get a return on investment from the survivor benefit plan premiums that you had been paying into for 30 years. It'll take at least three and a half years for that return on investment before the spouse actually gets a pure benefit from the survivor benefit plan benefits. Lots of benefit words. (laughs) So we broke down those numbers and we interpreted what it really meant and the probability, like I said, that a spouse will actually receive the benefits and for how long. Now for this next part, I had to pause in that last one because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm already hitting an hour and I don't know if this is a boring subject for you. If it is, then I'm trying to do my best to be entertaining, but I do feel like anything over an hour just goes over anyone's head. So that is why I decided to do a part two of this. And it also gave me an opportunity to promote all the good things that's going on at US Vet Wealth, as well as our sister podcast show, Holding Down the Fort by US Vet Wealth. So we talked about the probability of when the spouse will receive the survivor benefit plan benefit, but that only kicks in once the spouse actually applies for the survivor benefit plan. So it doesn't even kick in automatically. I'm going to go ahead and walk you through what it takes for a spouse to actually apply for the survivor benefit plan benefit before they actually receive it. So I walked myself through these websites and you got to think, and I hate to put this picture in your head, but you got to think a spouse is grieving over the death of their loved one of the love of their life, you know, of the parent to their children. And now they have to go through all this paperwork before they can even receive any kind of benefit. So the way to get started, the way to even apply is you first visit the DFAS website, which stands for Defense Finance and Accounting Services. I'll provide that in the show notes for you. When you visit this website, in the left column, you select retired and annuitant pay. Once you select the retired and annuitant pay, The next thing you want to select is how long does it take? You know, how long does it take to actually get this benefit? Well, I'll tell you, I have the website in front of me and this is what they say on the DFAS website. We work hard to process your request accurately and promptly. If all the information needed is provided, so this is the responsibility of the spouse to provide all the information, we can process a typical request in 30 to 60 days. So imagine this. A spouse loses the military retiree. They do not automatically get this pay. So they're going to have to find different ways to pay for the funeral, you know, or to pay for whatever unexpected expenses come from losing someone. And the DFAS website is saying here, oh, you know, we can process a typical request in 30 to 60 days. However, yeah, they're not done. However, when the additional information, research or computation is required, it may take more time. Please keep in mind that an unassigned or incomplete form or missing documentation will delay the processing of your request. So if you do everything perfectly, the request will likely kick in in 30 to 60 days. If you don't do everything perfectly, if you are missing stuff, it may take longer than that. That is what this page is saying. So you do not get the survivor benefit plan immediately after the death of retiree. Now let's continue on. I also find it kind of interesting that the survivor benefit plan isn't really mentioned till the very, very bottom of this page. 
my prediction is it probably has a lot to do with the survivor benefit plan probability calculator and the low probability that this will be a likely scenario. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Listen to the experts, you know, reach out to our experts at usfitwealth.com. I'm going to continue on this page. Now, the first annuity payment, meaning the first survivor benefit plan payment of your first survivor benefit plan monthly annuity payment should be processed within 30 days of receiving the DD form 2656-7 and supporting documentation. In some cases, additional information, research, or computation is required. These cases, however, the survivor benefit plan cases requires more time. So you know how I was talking about either, you know, everything gets processed within 30 to 60 days. Well, with the survivor benefit plan, the website, the DFAS website specifically says that these cases require more time. In fact, it can take 45 days or in complex cases, more than 45 days. What we think, this I was actually having this conversation with Scott, my husband, founder, CEO of our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth. He was saying, he was like, okay, you're expecting a grieving spouse to Google search DD form 2656-7. And again, in the meantime, while they're waiting for this benefit, which is only going to be paid as a monthly benefit, by the way, not even a lump sum, how are they going to handle the immediate expenses of losing the retiree? So now you're probably wondering, okay, what is this DD form 2656-7? Well, it's the documentation to report a retiree's death. And here's what the DD form 2656-7 says. We are so sorry for your loss. I added the so part, but they're actually just saying we are sorry. We are sorry for your loss. Although this is a difficult time, it's crucial to report the death of a military retiree promptly. Please follow the steps below to report the death as soon as possible. Now, continuing on. So that's what it says on the website. Continuing on, in order to start the survivor benefit plan payments, it continues to say that if you are the designated beneficiary of a deceased military service member's survivor benefit plan, there are several documentations you need to begin your SBP annuity account. So as I mentioned, the DD2656-7 form wizard will help you fill out the DD2656-7, which is we were asking earlier, what is that form? Well, it's the verification for survivor annuity form. This form wizard will ask you a series of questions and fill in your answers in the appropriate areas of the form. When you finish answering the questions, you can click a button to generate a ready to print PDF with your answers. Now, please remember that you need to sign and date this form and then submit it to the DFAS along with the appropriate supporting documentation. And I can't stress this enough, but Remember that even once everything is processed, you're not getting a lump sum. You're getting a monthly benefit. So what does that mean? Once this all kicks in, or Rick Howard's spouse, who is supposed to re- receive an annual payment of $31,806, $31, rather than receive that as a lump sum, it's paid out monthly. So the first month of payment that you know the spouse that Rick Howard's wife is going to receive is $2,650.50. And this is at minimum 30, 45, or 60 days after all the paperwork has been processed, well after any funeral arrangements, well after any relocation, well after just such a traumatizing experience. This is what the spouse receives after all of that. 
after they have to figure out everything else. $2,650.50. Again, which may not come in 30, 45, 60 days, possibly, maybe even longer after the retiree's death. I'm going to continue on. Now I want to pose a different question. What if the spouse doesn't outlive the retiree? You know, this whole time we've been talking about what is the probability that the spouse is going to receive the benefit and for how long? But what if the spouse predeceases the retiree? Well, let's go ahead and get into that. I'm going to take some of the messaging I shared in the last recording. This requires that you look at the survivor benefit plan probability calculator. If you still have those numbers in front of you, I recommend pulling them up because I'm going to be addressing them again and I'm going to be kind of talking about the flip side of it. So, for example, Assuming that the spouse, we're going to go back to the original question, if the spouse outlives the retiree, the chance that the spouse will outlive the retiree for at least one month and essentially receive one month of payment, as we mentioned before, for Rick Howard's spouse, we're looking at $2,650.50. And the probability of the spouse outliving Rick Howard for one month is 67%. Well, let's look at the flip side. 67% that a spouse will likely receive at least, or that will likely outlive the retiree by one month, meaning that they will receive one month after the retiree passes. And actually, now that we're talking about this, remember how I said that the survivor benefit plan doesn't even kick in automatically? The spouse has to file the paperwork, which could take about 30, 45, 60 days before they receive the first payment. So Is there a likely chance that even the spouse is going to get that one month of payment? Is the spouse even going to, you know, survive the retiree for at least one month, get all that paperwork done and get at least $2,650.50 well after this retiree has paid for the survivor benefit plan for 30 years? But of course, according to the stats, there is a 67% chance that will likely happen. Now, on the other side of 67%, there is also a 33% chance that the retiree lives and the surviving spouse won't receive the benefit. So now we're looking at the other side of these numbers. What is not on the paper? What is not in the stats? What is not in your survivor benefit plan probability calculator? And I'm going to repeat that again. There's a 67% chance that a surviving spouse will receive at least one month payment of the survivor benefit plan, meaning that the spouse will outlive the retiree by one month. But on the flip side, there's also a 33% chance that the retiree lives and the surviving spouse won't receive the benefit. Yep. Let me continue. Let's continue down these percentages. And once again, continuing on from the last recording, hopefully you still have the survivor benefit plan probability calculator open. Now, continuing down to the next line after the one month payment, we're now going to look at the five-year payment. So the chance that the spouse will outlive the retiree by five years and get at least five years of the survivor benefit plan benefit is 48%. On the flip side, there's a 52% chance that the retiree lives and the surviving spouse will not receive the benefit. That is the opposite of 48%. Continuing on to the next line. And I'm going to be redundant for the sake of being redundant. Hopefully you are tracking these numbers on your SBP probability calculator. The next line for 10 years, the chance that the surviving spouse will outlive the retiree by 10 years and get at least 10 years of the survivor benefit and then die 
is 30%. Well, what does that mean? Well, on the flip side, there's a 70% chance that the retiree lives and the surviving spouse won't receive the benefit. Wow, look at those odds increasing more and more. Let's continue to the next line. The chance that the surviving spouse, Rick Howard's spouse, outlives Rick by 20 years and get at least 20 years of the survivor benefit plan before she passes away herself is 9%. On the flip side, there's also a 91% chance that the retiree lives, 91% that the retiree lives and that the surviving spouse will never receive the survivor benefit plan benefit. And with the final line, the chance that the surviving spouse will outlive the retiree by 30 years and get at least 30 years of the survivor benefit plan before she passes away is 2%. So 2%, that is a small percentage, which means on the flip side, there's a 98%, which is almost 100%. There's a 98% that the retiree lives and the surviving spouse will not receive the benefit. All the while, you are paying survivor benefit plan premiums of $112,766 for 30 years in today's dollars. Remember, we're not even talking about future dollars. We're not even talking about inflation. And worst of all, if the spouse predeceases the retiree, meaning if the retiree outlives the spouse, if the spouse passes away before the retiree, however you want to say it, all of this goes away. All the money you've been putting into the survivor benefit plan premium, it goes nowhere. It goes away. You've been paying into something for nothing. Other scenarios, such as if the spouse dies first or you get divorced, the survivor benefit plan cost will stop. Oh, and here's the stinger. Whether the spouse dies first or you get divorced, and I'm reading this straight from the website, by the way, which I'll provide in the show notes here for you. If your spouse dies first or you get divorced, the SPP costs, the SPP premiums, they don't stop until you notify DFAS. You have to do the paperwork. It's not automatic, just like how the survivor benefit plan is not going to automatically kick in for the surviving spouse. The payments also won't automatically stop if the spouse or your beneficiary passes away before you do. So that's great. Of course, I say that with sarcasm, right? So by now, this begs the question for you and your family. And again, I'm only here trying to provide you an alternative perspective on the survivor benefit plan. The question that may be asked now, as we talked about early on about ROI and cost versus benefit, is the benefit, is the survivor benefit plan benefit, the SBP benefit worth the cost? I'm going to elaborate on that a little more now. So remember, if the survivor benefit plan kicks in, the transition programs often say that it takes three and a half years before the spouse sees a return on investment, meaning that it takes three and a half years for you to get your money back for the 30 years you've been paying into your survivor benefit plan premiums, according to today's dollars, not even talking about future dollars. Now, your head might be spinning by now. So let me remind you what I was talking about very early on in the last episode, about three and a half years. What we have been told in the military retirement briefings is that our retirees or our transitioning service members often hear a stat, also what we've heard as a selling point, that as long as your spouse lives three and a half years longer than you, you'll get the money back, meaning you'll get your survivor benefit plan premiums back. 
meaning that the spouse is only going to break even after three and a half years after the retiree passes away. And this is explained as a good thing. Of course, if you're having a WTF moment, and I know that in the military, there's a lot of acronyms. And if you don't know what WTF is, I'm happy to say it here because this is an explicit podcast show. If you're having a what the fuck moment, then congratulations. You are thinking more critically on what these briefings are telling you. It's not wrong what they're sharing about the three and a half years. However, it's wrong to make this an absolute truth and as if it should be relevant for our service members to know. I mean, yes, you know, if we look at cost alone, if the spouse outlives a retiree by five years, the first three and a half years is still breaking even from the survivor benefit plan premium payments if you do the accounting that way. But we have found that most people may not look at it that way. They may look at it more so as, oh, I'm getting this payment. And just like we talked about in the earlier seasons, you could be happy with a payment. You could be happy that you're just getting something. At least you got something. But if you're thinking that way, I don't think you would have made it this far (laughs) into this show. Well, we're here to say that three and a half years of getting a return on investment is an inaccurate calculation if you care about the value of the SBP over the cost. Now, this is going to be a little advanced because we haven't really talked about this term in quite some time now. So I'm going to do my best to articulate this part and I might elaborate it more in an upcoming episode. And what I recommend is to look at your survivor benefit plan, subsidy calculator, as well as probability calculator to understand the terms that I'm going to be referring to next. When they explain three and a half years, what they're doing is explaining the annual benefit of the survivor benefit plan compared to the cumulative cost, saying that the cumulative cost, as we had mentioned before, for Rick Howard, you know, 30 years later, is about $112,000, roughly speaking. When in fact, if you care about the value of the survivor benefit plan, what we recommend is that the annual benefit should be compared to the lifetime value of the benefit. The lifetime value is a completely different number. It's that right column in the graphic when you're looking at the survivor benefit plan subsidy calculator under cost and benefits. So if you need a minute, go ahead and pull up that number and look at the lifetime value of the benefit. And you may notice that it's a whole lot bigger than the annual benefit. U.S. Vet Wealth takes pride in not just giving you 100% probability of getting your money back because we know how to do that. We can also do you one better. If the whole point of the survivor benefit plan is to replace 55% of the pension, what we really need to ask is what is the value of the pension in any given year? To answer this, we must look at the lifetime value of the benefit if a member dies in a particular year in the SBP subsidy program. This is all new information, so I hope you find it helpful that I'm being redundant for the sake of being redundant. And continuing to be redundant, let me remind you that this three and a half year mark to get the survivor benefit plan premiums paid back is deceiving because it's measured in today's dollars, not future dollars. Now, the lifetime value of the benefit if a member dies in a given year is based on future dollars which is more realistic than today's dollars. If you're looking at the SBP subsidy calculator, they define the lifetime value of a benefit if a member dies in this given year as 
You want to cover your spouse with an adequate replacement income, and no one can know how long she might live after your death and how much lifetime income she will need. This will vary based on how old she is when the benefits start, what your retired pay is then, her tax rate, and her life expectancy. The figures in the lifetime value column, once again, if you look at the SPP subsidy program, figures in the lifetime value column show the value of a stream of annuity payments in the event that the retiree's death occurs in the corresponding year. It is the amount of life insurance that would have to be purchased to generate an equivalent benefit if the insurance payment is invested at the assumed interest rate. I know I've been teasing at this word for a couple of episodes now, but if this sounds familiar, that's because this sounds a lot like the term the present value in which we first helped you calculate to get your estimated retired pay. In order to understand lifetime value, we must re-explore what present value means. And the best way I can do that is by giving you an example. When it comes to understanding the present value in the civilian world, a civilian would have to have your lifetime value, that big number in the very right column of your SBP, subsidy calculator. They would have to have your lifetime value in their bank account. They need to already have that in their bank account and put it into an annuity in order to receive your SBP annual benefit. So if this doesn't sound familiar, I highly recommend you listen to previous episodes to learn more about this. The present value of an annuity refers to how much money would be needed today to fund a series of future annuity payments. Because of the time value of money, a sum of money received today is worth more than the same sum at a future date. You can use a present value calculation to determine whether you'll receive more money by taking a lump sum now or an annuity spread out over a number of years. The reason why this doesn't really matter to you, you the military retiree, is you served for it. You earned it. You served for your pension and therefore... You do not have to have the present value that you first wrote down very early on in order for you to pay yourself your pension because you served for it. You earned it. Wherein a civilian, once again, they need to have that present value in order for them to get paid out your SBP annual benefit. As a reminder, let me remind you that future dollars takes into consideration projected pay increases and inflation. With today's dollars, projected pay increases and inflation are not taken into consideration. All right, if this is getting a bit confusing, let me go ahead and do a throwback to our winery analogy from a couple of episodes ago to really understand the present value. Remember oh so long ago, (laughs) we helped you calculate your estimated annual retired pay. For the winery analogy, we decided to interpret that as 12 barrels of wine a year. Your annual retired pay equates to 12 barrels of wine a year. Your monthly retired pay equates to a monthly barrel of wine. And the total retirement benefit is what your winery could look like versus the present value, which means what your winery looks like today. So I hope you remember that. And if you don't, once again, you can go back to the past episodes to get a little refresher on our winery analogy. Okay, so let me try to do my best to drive this home. Looking at the SBP subsidy calculator, if the veteran were to die early in the first five to 10 years of retirement, 
The surviving spouse's SBP benefit will have a lifetime value of $630,004. The spouse's SBP benefit will have a lifetime value of $630,004 starting in the year 2023. So as a recap, we have been talking about the annual benefit this whole time, when really we need to be looking at the lifetime value of benefit if the member dies in a given year to see what the lifetime value is of the survivor benefit plan. And fun fact, this lifetime value, the annual benefit, it's roughly about 55% of what the pension could have been should we have protected 100% of it, which we'll talk about in upcoming episodes. Now, why does the lifetime value matter? Because supposedly the survivor benefit plan is worth it three and a half years after the benefit pays off the survivor benefit premiums. But if we actually look at the value, the lifetime value versus the cumulative costs, which again, the lifetime value here is $630,004. What we're saying is how many years, how many years will it take before the annual benefit catches up with the lifetime value? Meaning how many years does a spouse have to live before she can actually get the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan? Now, remember that the annual benefit is $31,806. And again, rather than look at the cumulative costs, we're going to look at how many years does it take before that $31,806 adds up to $630,004, which is the lifetime value. What we're also saying is if we are looking at the cumulative cost, if we paid $112,766 into SBP premiums, really the lifetime value, really what we should be getting in return is the lifetime value of $630,004 back. So let's do the math. Now that we're looking at how many years do we need to receive of the annual benefit before we actually get the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. The math is this. What you do is you take that lifetime value of $630,004 and divide it by the SBP annual benefit. For Rick Howard's spouse, the annual benefit is $31,806. So once again, $630,004 divided by $31,806. And get this, this is a big number, equates to 19.8 years, nearly 20 years. It'll require a spouse to outlive a retiree nearly 20 years, or more specifically, 19.8 years before the spouse gets the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. Not three and a half years, because again, three and a half years is when we're only talking about today's dollars. If we're talking about the lifetime value, it's going to take the spouse. 19.8 years to achieve that number, to achieve $630,004, to receive the full lifetime value of the pension. This is a great opportunity to take that number, 19.8 years, go back to the survivor benefit plan probability calculator and look at the probability that Rick Howard's spouse will will receive at least 20 years of the SPP benefits. Because again, It's going to take approximately 20 years or 19.8 years specifically 
for the spouse to receive the lifetime value of the SBP. My friends, we're looking at a 9% chance, a 9% chance that the spouse will receive at least 20 years of the survivor benefit plan benefits. A 9% chance that the spouse will ever see the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. 9%. Just let that sink in. 9%. You know what that means? That means that there was a 91% probability that the spouse could have increased her odds elsewhere, which we'll get to in an upcoming episode. And let me repeat this again, because I hope in repeating this, it'll drive home this fact. No, it will not take three and a half years minimum for the spouse to get the full value of the survivor benefit plan. That only matters if you care about the cost. If you're like, oh, cool, I make my money back. But if you care about the value, specifically the lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan, it takes over 19 years, which again, according to the survivor probability calculator, is a 9% chance that that'll happen. 9% chance. Are you going to bet $112,000 of SBP premiums over the course of 30 years? Are you going to put a bet on that for a 9% chance that your spouse will get the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan? That is for you to answer. I know my answer. It's a biased one, but I am not going to say it out loud. I'm going to leave it to you to answer. If you're willing to take a chance, a 9% probability that your spouse will receive the full lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. What I will tell you is this, and this is based on my discussions with the financial experts at US Vet Wealth. This is a costly plan for a very small probability, 9% specifically, that this will work out. I want you to walk away understanding that the lifetime value is more important than the cumulative cost. Again, personal opinion, fully up for you to decide. But if you ask me, if we're so focused on the cost, we lose out on the value of the survivor benefit plan. And again, it's a huge cost for a low probability of receiving the lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. I hope you care about value over cost because at US Vet Wealth, we value you. You are more than just a cost. You are valued here. And we want you to get the most out of your pension. And even if you don't work with us, we do hope that you walk away knowing that you are worth more than the survivor benefit plan and all that it has to offer, all being the only outcome of the retiree predeceasing the spouse in order for the spouse to benefit from this, in which Again, there's a 9% chance that the spouse will actually get the lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan. I do want to remind everyone that the survivor benefit plan is there for a reason. It's kind of like, well, at least I have it. It's better than nothing. Sure. (laughs) It is better than nothing. And especially if you can't qualify for other options, which is the important part to making an informed and confident decision, and which we'll get into in the upcoming episodes now that we have overcome the greatest hump of all of the morbid talk. We did it, y'all. We made it. We made it to the end. You were able to calculate your own numbers and see in real dollars and real estimated dollars the probability of how the survivor benefit plan actually plays out and the probability of it actually playing out. Yes, it's great if there's no other options. However, if there are other options, wouldn't you be open to finding out what those options are? 
The good news is that there is a better way. And I mentioned this many, many, many times because considering how I haven't posted an episode in two months, of course, this one, you got lucky. I happen to have time in the office before I travel and finally go through my notes here. And there is a better way. And I'm really, really, really excited to finally have made it to the end of this Morbid Talk conversation to get into the exciting stuff. You know, and if you made it this far, I'm going to tell you now, you're about to see a light at the end of the tunnel. So let me give you a quick question about the real world. In the civilian world, we have something called competition. And this is a good thing to have competition in the private market because it means that you can compare standard government options to what could be more advantageous for you and your family. We are going to talk about other competitive solutions in the upcoming episodes. And I can't wait. You are all in for a treat. I will tease a little for now. At US Bet Wealth, we do have a more predictable way to increase your odds and not just be limited to the option of only receiving a benefit should you lose the retiree. What I want to do, because it's been some time now, and I think by now you're probably asking, okay, Jen, what is it? Just tell us. I get it now. I feel this way about the survivor benefit plan. I've made my decision. But in order for me to really move forward with my decision, I need to know what are the other options out there. Well, the next episode, I am going to just dive in to our recommended solution at US Vet Wealth. And then in the upcoming episodes, I will also present what are other solutions available in the private market and even unpacking other government benefits. Until then, congratulations. We made it. I'm proud of us. I see the downloads. I don't see you, but I do see the downloads. And I just want to commend you for making this far. And I hope that you learned a lot. And if you did not, remember, US Vet Wealth is opening up a free insider's portal for anyone who genuinely wants to learn more and take control of their financial future. All you have to do is go to usbetwealth.com and sign up today. And of course, if you want to contact us directly, you can go ahead and again, visit our website. Everything we need is on our website, usvetwealth.com, U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. <sighs> wow, that was a lot. That was a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. These episodes so far have been quite a labor of love. And I just want to thank you for coming along for the ride. And I really do hope it benefits you. I care about you. I care about your family. I care about your future. And I hope you know that. And I hope you hear that in all the work that was put into the show thus far. Now, if you don't hear from me in a while, I hope you will forgive me. And again, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find more information on me at our company website, our sponsor site, US Fat Wealth. Until then, I hope you take the time to re-listen to these episodes and arm yourself with more knowledge and more control for your financial future. Until next time. Thanks again for choosing the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. Remember that this show is intended to be purely educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth 
at usvetwealth.com. If you enjoyed today's show, kindly leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can also leave me, Jen Amos, a kind recommendation on LinkedIn. Remember to check out our growing list of resources at thespousebenefitplan.com. Once again, I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.